I'm just so excited. Uh, we're talking uh, about, we've been doing this series about, you know, facing your giants. And we all got them. We all got things that face us. We all have things that just come up and they're this and they're that. And, and sometimes some of those things, we can call them all kinds of things. We can call them addictions. Come on. We can call them, you know, just uh, stuff that we, you know, habits uh, or just, you know, things that we've just, we, we fight the same battle over and over again. We're going to read some scripture. We have one that we're talking about that we've been reading in every uh, every week, but the Bible talks, and we're going to read it here in a second, where Goliath comes out, and this is not something Goliath did just one day. Goliath did it every day while they're facing the Philistines. He came out and just taunted. How many have a giant that's just been taunting you? You don't, don't raise, you know, I'm not raising my hand, not now. I get it, but I mean, we all, if we could understand, I don't care if you're a pastor, I don't care who, I don't care if you're the Pope. We need the Pope with hope. Anyway, if you're the Pope, whoever you are, everybody's got issues. We all got to figure this thing out, and, and we, you know, we're all on a journey, and we want to do what God's called us to do. If you have your Bible, you want to look at 1 Samuel 17, look at verse 40. This is the scripture we've been saying every week. On this stone this week, and so on your way out, if you didn't get one, uh, you're going to get the, uh, just get a stone. You can write on it if you want. You don't have to write on it. This stone says action. This is the stone of action. If you're a guest today, there's little bags out there, blue or gray, just a little burlap bag, uh, canvas or burlap. I don't know what it is, but it's a bag. And uh, get yourself three other stones besides today. So four total. Next week, we'll do the fifth and the last in the series. But uh, and this is just a reminder, whatever giant, it doesn't matter if your neighbor's got a different giant, you're going to face your giant and you're going to take him down. So these are just little just little things that can help remind you can then hang that uh, wherever you want, where you'll see it every day. I don't care. Just knowing that that giant's going down. First Samuel 1740 says he picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with the shepherd's staff and the sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. We're going to pick this up now, 1 Samuel 17, 23 through 27. It's a little bit before this. This is before he goes across the stream. So this is just David uh, coming into the scene. And he was talking with them. And then Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. David heard him. Turn to your neighbor and say he heard. David heard him shout his usual taunt, So which means this isn't the first time. He's just doing this usual taunt to the army of Israel. And as soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giant? The men ask. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. And he'll give that man one of his daughters for a wife. And the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. That's good just in itself. Hey, you have no taxes to pay. Hot dog. Okay. So David asked the soldiers standing nearby what will the man get? What's he going to get for killing this Philistine is what he's asking. And this is, you know, he's declaring this guy is defying Israel. So what's going to happen? And so this pagan Philistine, David calls him because he's not in covenant. In other words, he's not a member of God's people. He's already defying God. He's, he's cursing God and everybody involved in that. So David said, what's the reward? So they tell David the reward. And I'm just paraphrasing. And so David says... All right, that's what they get for killing him? And they said, yes. 1 Samuel 17, 32 through 37. Now this is, I just gave you the, in the middle of the story, then before the story, now here's after. After, he, you know, he's, he's going to Saul, he's kind of in there, and he says, listen, I'm going to take care of this guy. And this is what Saul says to him, and you can read it. It's, you know, David says, don't worry about it, I'll go and fight him. 
Saul's basically saying, are, have you lost your mind? You know, are you are you crazy? This guy, I mean, you know, he's like, you know, 10 feet tall or whatever. And, and you're just a boy. This guy's been fighting since, you know, who tied the pups? I'm really paraphrasing now. But David, you know, says, it's okay. And I, I'm going to take care of this guy. I don't want you to worry about it. And you know the whole story as it goes. David persisted and, and Saul tries to put on his arm. He put this on and, and David's like, you know, this doesn't fit. I don't feel comfortable with this. And David starts recalling things that God did. I'm going to say it one more time. David starts recalling things that God did for him. In other words, this isn't David's first rodeo. This isn't the only giant that David ever faced. Now, if you're sitting here today and saying, this is my first giant, it's all cool because everybody's got a first giant. But probably this isn't your first giant, or this is the same one that you just need to slap around and shut him up a little bit. I like slapping giants around. But anyway, so David says, this is what happened. I watched my father's sheep. When a lion or a bear comes and tries to take the sheep, I chase it down. And if it turns on me, I knock it senseless. Well, it says I club it to death. This guy will be the same thing. David is recalling God delivering him from what would be giants. And in my mind, as an outdoorsman, I really don't want to go up against a lion or a bear with a club. I mean, I like the gun thing is much better. I don't want to take a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> so, but David's just saying, this is what happened. So the odds weren't really in his favor before. And David said, I took care of it. So Saul, after David persists, he says, go ahead. I believe that you're here not by accident, but because God's got you here. Because he wants you to hear something. Some of you, you know, you might not want anybody to know, but you got a personal giant. You got a personal something. You got something that's been standing in front of you that just won't go away. Today's the day you're going to get your stone and you're going to put this guy down. Today's the day you're going to put your hand to it. God is setting himself up and he's going to use you to bring glory to, to God and his kingdom. Faith without works is dead. Say that with me. Faith without works, is dead. What does that mean? That means you can talk real good, but you better put something behind it. We've all known people like that. We've all known people, whether in high school, middle school, elementary school, whatever school, they talk good. There's, how many ever had to face a bully or watch the bully bully people? Now today, it's... Well, we grew up in the time... You can't even say anything if it's bullying. Man, I don't... Did anybody else get bullied when you... like? I'm 57 years old, and in elementary school, there were no rules about bullying. Bullies just existed. And it was just kind of, only the strong survive. You know what I'm saying? If the bully said, I want your lunch, if you didn't want to fight the bully, you gave him your lunch. Unless there was the Avenger that came and said, give that boy's lunch back. And then everything was different, because then you had to fight the bully. Isn't that like giants? Giants will stand there, and let me just say this. Giants will do whatever you will allow them to do. The giant that you've been facing day after day, year after year, that's been taunting you, or maybe it's a new giant, if you allow it, he'll stay. Giants don't go away on their own. They have to be made to leave. Here's our first thought for this morning. 
There's action in obeying authority. David is on a mission. His dad said, son, I want you to go. You're going to find your brothers over here. Take them some food. So David is on a mission. He's just doing what dad said. There's going to be times in your life. God is sending you somewhere. You feel like I need to go do this. And along the way, you may interact or something may be that you're like, I, hey, listen, I just wanted to come and deliver some cheese. Okay. But he's there under authority. He's there under obedience. The Bible says that David heard. I like bringing some of these things out because I want you to think about them. Because when the enemy comes and messes with you, when this giant's messing with you, he messes with you in the natural five sense realm because that's the realm he works in. Your senses, your seeing, your smelling, your hearing, your tasting, the circumstances. That's how the enemy messes with you. Because we are people that we see what's around us. We hear what's around us. We deduce those kind of things, and then that's how we respond. Say amen to that. I'm not saying that's always right. I'm just saying, but that's what generally happens. What are you trying to tell me, Brett? I'm trying to tell you this. You've got to line yourself up with truth and not facts. Let me explain. Facts are what the doctor will tell you. Because the doctor is required to tell you facts. Here's what we found. This doesn't look good. I give you this long. Whatever. You know, I feel sick as a dog. I got green snot running out my nose. I don't feel good. Okay, that might be a fact. And you can say, no, you don't. Yes, I do. Look. (laughs) Okay, that's a fact. What's the truth say? Okay, listen to me now. Truth changes facts. Truth doesn't change. God, the Bible says the word is truth. Amen? Amen. Hebrews 13, 8 says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It says over and over again in Scripture, he does not change. So if I have truth, what does the Bible say about the facts that are facing you? Your giant's going to come at you with facts. Goliath's big. He knows that. So he's, he's saying all these things. And, and I'll tell you what's happening. The Israel is like, are you with me? Let me tell you how this, this is totally different than the first service. Played Vernon Elementary School. Go back with me a minute, shall we? Vernon Elementary School, flag football. Here I was. I had my dad's bicycle. Yes, they had bicycles back then. Dad had one. And I got it, painted the bicycle, put tires on it, and got a banana seat. How many remember the banana seats with the big sissy bar? Why they called it a sissy bar, I don't know. But I had a purple, sparkly banana seat on my purple bike. And I was cool. And so we were at flag football practice, and we had a bully in fifth grade, and his name was Eddie. I think Eddie's passed away, because I told the story before, and somebody said that Eddie had passed away. Eddie, if you're here, okay. (laughs) But I don't think he is. (laughs) So let's talk about him. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> but w- what happened was, is we were having football practice, and, and Eddie got on my bike and said, I'm taking your bike. I said, no, you're not. He said, yes, I am. Took my bike, and I ran after Eddie, and he just rode the bike away. And I'm thinking, okay, i got to walk home. What am I going to tell my dad? That was my dad's bike. Eddie took my bike, and what am I going to do? So we're... At practice, and the coach is just like this. He's just basically, okay, we're going to have practice. 
Gleese, you can worry about your bike later, yada, 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 you know. So we're having practice, and Eddie comes back after about a half an hour, gets off my bike, and throws it down. This is my giant in fifth grade. So this is what I said. Don't you ever take my bike again. You ever tell your giant what to do? You got to back it up. Because Eddie said, what are you going to do about it? Who's going to stop me? And all the guys that are around me go, oh. Because I watched Eddie beat up girls. He didn't care. He probably kicked puppies on the way to school. I mean, he's just, he was just mean. So then I said, I am. And I mean, everything inside me was like, I was scared. I could feel shake inside. And I thought, well, I can say that because the coach is here. And the coach, there's no way the coach is going to let us fight. It's all going to be okay. So I said, I will. And Eddie said, all right. And the coach goes, all right, you guys, you heard it. This is a fight between Brett and Eddie. <laughs> I don't want to fight Eddie. So, you know, the whole thing took place. This is what really happened. Because something kicked in that I was tired of Eddie bullying everybody in the school. In my mind, things went back and forth about little things that I'd seen him do. Stuff he stole from people. Lunches he took from people. Taking my bike. Made me mad. And I thought, you know, I've already committed. Now I can't back down. i got the whole football team watching me. So Eddie and I went at it. And I'm just here to tell you, and he's not. <laughs> I won. And I remember, you know, and when that was over, the coach broke it up. I mean, nobody... You know, but but it was pretty obvious I had gotten the best of, of Eddie at that time. And I was the only one in fifth grade that ever stood up to Eddie. This is what changed. Eddie went from a giant to all of a sudden he was like trying to be my friend. I'm not telling you to make friends with your giants. But what I'm telling you is I shut the giant up. What I'm telling you today is that same principle. Giants don't go away on their own. So... You're going to have to start obeying authority. What's God telling you to do? That truth of the word will outweigh the facts. The facts are going to tell you you're sick. The facts are going to tell you, you might even say, everybody got it, I'm probably going to get it. Did you get your flu shot? Boy, if you didn't get your flu shot, you'll get the flu. Why are you saying stuff like that? I worked for a guy that got a flu shot every year and he was sicker than a dog most of the time. I've not got a flu shot and I've been healthy. You know Why? Because I'm going to trust truth rather than fact. When I go pray for somebody in the hospital, I'll go pray for them. People go, oh, you got to be careful because that might get on you. No, it won't. Why? Because my God shall supply all of my need. My God says that he can rebuke any disease. Come on. I don't have to worry about that stuff. Now I have to do what my, I have to use wisdom. I get that. But if I'm on a mission from God, I'm covered. Come on, help me today. If God sent me somewhere, then God will take care of me. If he told me to go in and pray for them, he's not going to send me in there and say, now you got it. That's stupid. The enemy is going to come at you in the natural. Facts are subject to the truth. In other words, if you stand on the truth, if you're facing, if you're giant sickness and, and you're like, okay, I have all these symptoms. Okay, I get it. You're not lying. You have the symptoms. But what does the truth say? The truth says, by his stripes, I am healed. I'm standing on that. When I stand on the truth and I receive the truth, the facts start to change. That's how faith works. You can believe the facts or you can believe the truth. The facts will tell you what you already know. The checkbook says, no. 
the truth says, my God says, I should be prospering. So then I'm going to believe the truth. Now listen, but I'm going to have to put my hand to it. I'm going to get to that in a second. I'm going to have to ask God, what do I need to do to change this situation? How do I stop this giant from saying I can never do anything? You're going to have to put your hand to this. You're going to have to obey authority and say, God, what do you want me to do? I have people come up to me and go, you know what? Would you pray for my finances? Sure. Are you tithing? No. You... I can't help you. I can pray that God will bless you somehow. But on a regular basis, you've got to believe the truth. Yeah, but see, the facts say I can't afford to tithe. Can I say the truth says you can't afford not to tithe? Now, that's, I'm not trying to be re- religious. I'm just trying to tell you. People come up to me all the time and said, how did that happen? Because I believe the truth. Well, it doesn't look like it should happen. doesn't matter what it looks like. There's a lot of things that don't look like. I'm wound. So once I start believing the word and it comes out of my mouth, then that's the final authority. If I believe the word about healing, I'll be healed. If I believe the word about prosperity, I'm going to start getting things paid for and I'm going to start having extra. If I believe the word about deliverance, guess what? I'm going to get delivered. Why? Because authority in the truth trumps Facts. I got to start believing, speaking, and acting. Here's thought number two. Action and believing in the mission. What's God called you to do? What are the things he wants you to do? So I've got action and just saying, okay, God, I'll, I'll do it. But do you believe you can? I believe I'm telling you that David is very well aware of the size of the giant in himself. You can see that. He's the, I mean, he didn't take a rocket science to see that. He's, all right, yeah, there we go. But do you believe that if God sent you on a mission, he can use you? Do you believe that if God said, listen, I want you to go, do you believe that God's going to equip you? See, David, he, there's some things. These are just details, guys. God is looking for people that will just say, you know what, God, if you tell me, that's all I need. Because along the way, whatever I need, I'll get because you'll provide it. Your word says that. Let's do this. When you step out like that, then you believe in the mission. we got so many people believing in the new facility. The new facility, man, we have, you know, I had somebody ask me the other day, he said, are we going to put this on a card? No, we're not putting it on a card. We're doing everything by cash. But I'm telling you, God is using folks to supply all that. You know, things that we need right now. I mean, we, you see, we have some lights that are gone because we took down that whole bar. And so if you're a guest today, we even had more stuff going on. But it's not. We're moving it over to the new facility. And then eventually, this stuff will all go eventually. But what I'm saying is, you know, the next thing we, we believed. Remember last week I said we needed 12 lamps or, you know, on the sconce. sconce I guess that's what they're called. It sounds like I'm French. I'm sconce. The sconce on the wall, we were to put them. Well, I ordered 12 sconces, and, uh, and they're on the way. So, but we paid for them. And so they're going to be put on the wall. The next big thing that we need is actually we need a, uh, our soundboard is great, but we've already filled it. It's a 21 channel soundboard. We've already filled all the channels. So we're going to get a bigger soundboard because the snake that's required that runs over the ceiling that you can't see runs down that wall is about two grand. Because it's such a big distance from our new building. Well, it doesn't make sense to put two grand in the snake when we've already filled the soundboard. When I can buy a new soundboard for twenty five hundred, 
that has 40 channels. Our platform right now is about 24 feet across from here. Our new platform at the back is 40. I'm like, oh my. We just took, somebody just said, you know what, pastor? We just took a step from small church to big church. Can I just say, I don't care about small or big. What I care about is just we serve a big God. Whether it's small or big, anything God calls me to do, I don't care how little it is, the giants got to go down. So if we just face that and we, okay, God, I believe in the mission. I believe in what you're doing. Lives are being changed because, God, you're sending me on there. So secondly, if we're going to put action with this, we have to believe in what he's telling us to do. Start telling your giant about your God. Quit telling God about your giant. He knows about your giant. The things that are, I'm reminded of is sometimes we get on a mission and we're like, okay, I'll go. All right, I, I'll go. And we get there and then there's something to do or there's something that comes up against you. The, the giant rears up. He comes out as usual. You don't know he's coming until you're on the mission and then great. I didn't sign up for this. Didn't know he was coming. There's going to have to be some time that you're going to have to understand. It's not about you. It's about him. And if it's about him and he's called me here then what he's called me to do, he'll provide for me. Now, let me explain. Facts would say, you don't have enough to feed 20,000 people with five loaves and two fish. Remember the feeding of the 5,000, not counting women and children. Even if it's just 5,000, five loaves and two fish, although I know some guys that could probably eat five loaves and two fish and just one do. <laughs> so, but God's going to have you do something not in just your ability, but you're going to have to believe in his unlimited ability because we're limited. But if we believe in God and we believe in the mission and we're on authority, that's all he needs. That's what he needs. God all I have is just a little bit of oil. Hey, that'll do it. Five loaves and two fish. Bring them here. Set them down in groups of 50. You guys feed them. Because the miracle didn't happen in, in the Lord's hands. If you read the account, it happened in the disciples' hands. So what I'm telling you is, is you put what you've got, what he tells you, it's going to make the difference. That's all you need. Samson, Lord, I got to do something with these guys. Hey, wait, there's a donkey's jawbone. Come here. He didn't pick up an M16. Is that, a, is that or is that an M15? Whatever number, he didn't get it. He got a jawbone. What's God telling you to do? There's things that he's going to tell you to do that you're like, it doesn't make sense. Those facts don't compute. You're going to be kind of like Mr. Spock or the robot from Lost in Space. Danger, Will Robinson. Boy, I'm dating myself now. But what I'm telling you is it doesn't have to go with the facts. It has to go with the truth. Why? Because God said it. If God said today will be Tuesday, today would be Tuesday. Because he's God. Because he can speak. Let there be light. Okay. You were created that way too. Life and death is in your mouth. So you can talk to the giant. You know, David got to a, a part where he's just done talking. He's just done. The giant said, oh, who am I but a dog? You're sending a boy. I mean, if you read the account and David says, today, this is it. This is it. And he begins to do what he said as he proclaimed. And, and. That prophecy just was fulfilled because David spoke it. God sent him on a mission. He believed in it. 
Think about the woman that had the oil. Moses turned the, the rod into a snake. He didn't have a snake. He had a rod. Throw it on the floor, and, he, and that happened. Uh, his staff turned waters bloody. Water from a rock after striking it. I mean, I could just go. Voices used to drop walls of Jericho. I mean, think of all of the things. Mud and spit put in the eye and, and eyes open. And this is what happens in, in our society. This is what our belief system does. And this is what we have to be careful. You need to hear me because I'm, gonna, I'm about to split a hair. But what we do is we get our faith in the... Now, faith without works is dead, and we need action, but we'll get our faith in the action and not the truth. In other words, the Bible says they lay hands on the sick and they recover. So people will be thinking, i got to get hands laid on me, and it's, in the, it's because they laid hands on me that I recovered. No, you recovered because the word, the truth says to lay hands. Did you see it? It's just a little thing, but you need to understand because the word said, that's why I believe. Not because the action, the action is response to doing what the truth says. Come on. So if we could see that and we understand there's a lot of things by our own reasoning that don't make sense. There's a lot of things that just don't, you know, but it is in the doing. Come on, it's in the doing. When you step out across the water, the waters will part. It wasn't if you stand there and pick your boogers, the waters are going, it's not going to happen. My wife left the building. I got away with that one. Thanks. <laughs> My friends. She'll find out. You see, there's things that there's sometimes I'm just like, God, this doesn't make any sense. Lord, I'm believing. I, I, you know, we, we need this. And, and the Lord might prompt me to, you know, well, then sow a seed. And people are like, oh, man, here it goes. It's all about my. The Bible says this. Now, this is the truth. You don't have to agree with it, but it doesn't change it. But if you agree with it, that's why, you know, people ask why the things happen, because I agree with it. As long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest. That's what the Bible says. Sowing and reaping, seed time, harvest. There's been times I'm like, Lord, I need to, I need, I don't know, I need to, we need to pay this. And then I feel like, I'm. I don't want to sow money because I need to pay this. I need the money to pay that. Doesn't make, listen to me, sense. Those facts don't make sense. But yet truth, I just obey truth and things change. The facts are subject to change. Say amen to that. So you need to understand, see, some of you are trying to decipher what I'm telling you, but I'm just telling you what God is, is doing. Faith, faith is released by three things. You believing, you receiving, and you're doing. I believe, I, I release it, I receive it, I do it. A lot of times people say God's waiting, or I'm waiting on God, and really God is waiting on us. Your giant is only there because you have allowed him to stay. Don't let him stay. If we could understand, you know, David had this mindset about a cause. What's the cause? Why? If you don't shut the giant up, what happens? Well, same old, same old. I just live in defeat for the rest of my life. I guess this is as good as it's going to get. This is just, I'll never have anything. I'll never do this. I'll never do that. But what if God is trying to say, it could change. This could be a new life for you. Things could change. You could start enjoying your life and being happy. Are you willing to believe in the mission? 
I mean, Pastor Kim and I, we've been through a lot of stuff. We've whined to God. Do you ever whine to God? Doesn't really do any good, but sounds good. And we'd just say, God, we can't do anything. We, just, we don't have any money. We need to go on vacation. <laughs> and this is what God said to us. So it was actually, he said to, to, to Kim, he said, you don't even save a dollar. Because this is, now again, think about mindsets. Facts, truth. Somebody can see money, and we've talked about this in our life group on Thursday with Dave Ramsey, so some of my Ramsonites will tell you this. You get extra money, some people see it like, woohoo, extra money, Chinese buffet. You know, other people get money and go, woohoo, more into savings. And then all of the free spirits go, boring. Because we're like, let's blow that, let's do something. Let's do something fun that we would never do. So we said, God, we don't have any money. So God said, you don't even save a dollar. So we said, you're right. So we started saving a dollar. We took him literally. Okay, we're saving a dollar. But you know what? It wasn't long before, you know what? We had money for a cabin to go on vacation. Why? Because truth trumps facts. If I don't put my hand to the mission, because that's our third thought. We can't just do by authority, and we just can't do by just believing, but now we have to believe and do it. We have to do it. I'm going to my third point, and that's where I'm trying to find. I don't want to keep talking about it. I don't want to, I'm just going to turn that off. You're going to have to do it. You've got to shut the guy up, because he's going to keep coming out. As long as you let him. Say this and I love you, but I'm saying it because of experience. You deserve what you tolerate. If you put up with it, that's why you get it. We grew up in an age, you did not talk back to your parents. Anybody ever grow up? Dear Jesus, my mom did not care if we were in Walmart, Wall World, didn't matter. You have not been loved till you have snot flying out your face because you slipped off and she said, mm-mm. And our kids, we, this is what we did with our kids. Now, my mom never abused me. She's right here. She never abused me. So just, but I'm just saying, I was not allowed to disrespect her. If my father heard me disrespect her or she heard me, that was not good. And I would not let my children disrespect their mother, nor would I let them disrespect me. And people would say, oh, well, you can't do anything because they'll, this is what we did. Are you ready? I know it's 1153. I've only got a few more minutes. Are you good? Okay. It all started when I was, no, I'll go. <laughs> we put, Kim would, Kim would carry, now watch this. Let, let me prove this. Mom, if you had a lemon and I put that in your mouth and you were sucking on that lemon, look at her face. <laughs> because in her mind, she's already like going, this is what we did. If they said anything disrespectful to each other, to us, Kim had uh, apple cider vinegar in a little little jar no we didn't go take a drink we didn't do that <laughs> but if they disrespected with their mouth she would dab her finger and she would put it on their lips and they would just do that you know because then they'd be like oh because they 
they used their mouth in a not acceptable way. So we never, we didn't have to spank them or anything. And so sometimes the kids are getting arguments. Is not, is too, no, mm, 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 you're stupid. You're, mm, oh, he said the S word and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so Kim would just, she'd reach into that diaper bag or whatever, or purse, and she'd go. It's almost like mace to a burglar, you know. And the kids would be like, oh, no. Their face would wrinkle up, and they'd be, they wouldn't say anything. Why are you telling me this? Because I just wanted to. No, but it's true. You deserve what you tolerate, so don't tolerate it. I mean, start telling the giant, I'm not listening to you every day. You're not going to control my mind. You're not going to control my day. You're not going to control my blessings. You're going to control my family. I'm not going to have it anymore. Shut him up. So get up and quit making excuses. You have the authority. God gave you the authority. Believe in the mission and do something. Faith without works is dead. Shut the giant up. Start declaring the word of God and believe what the word says. And no matter what the facts the giant's throwing out, you know what? You're going to be sick. You'll this and this and this and you'll always be this. Shut him up. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I am the head, not the tail. I'm more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in me. And begin to tell the giant who you are and whose you are. I'm telling you, when you begin to declare the things of God, the giant cannot stand. You might as well just put that stone in the sling and just say, okay. Because he won't go away on his own. Believe in the mission. Do it. Do it. I'm going to say this story and then we're, we're finished. If the enemy had called three demons, and he's got more than three, obviously. He's an idiot, but he's got more than three. But he calls them in and he says, listen, what are we doing to deceive the world? What are, what are you going to do? And he tells the first one. And so the first one is, you know, what's taters, precious? <laughs> no, the first one, that was my Gollum impression. That was good. Anyway, he tells the first one. What are you going to do? And this is what he says. The first one says this. He says, you know what? I'm going to tell them there, there is no God. That's what I'm going to tell them. There is no God. And the enemy says, you know, most people, even if they don't have a relationship with him, uh, they believe there's a God. They believe there's a higher power. And I don't think that's really going to work. How about you? And he points to the second demon and he says, I'll tell you what I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them there's no heaven or hell. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell them there's no heaven or hell. The enemy says, you know, because they believe kind of that they didn't just get here. They believe there's there's a, a good place and a bad place. And the, most of them believe that if they do good, they'll go to the good place. So, eh, that's probably not going to work. He said, what about you? So he asked the third one. The third one says, I'm not going to tell them there's no God. I'm not going to tell them there's no heaven and hell. What I'm going to tell them is they got plenty of time. He said, what? He said, they got plenty of time. You don't have to do anything now. You got plenty of time. Sure, the giant will go away, but you know what? You don't have to stress yourself out getting rid of the giant. You've got plenty of time. And the enemy says, you're going to deceive many. Friends, listen to me. Time is running out. Your life that you've dreamed of is standing in front of you, but the giant is in front of that. Shut him up. Shut him up. Tell him it's it. And this is what we do. We're wanting somebody else to shut him up for us. And there have been times that I've had to step in and say, you know, quit picking on this, this kid. 
You want to pick on somebody, pick on me. I get that. And you have to step in for it. Now listen, for those that you have authority over, I step in for my kids. I've had people come in screaming at my face. I had my little boy there, and I just pushed him behind me and stepped up and just said, why? Because that was in my realm of authority. But if it's in your realm, quit waiting on somebody else. That's why he's still there. He'll go down if you take the authority. Isn't it time? What you've always wanted to be free of whatever is taunting you, today's your day. you got a stone of action. Listen to the authority of God. Truth trumps facts. Believe that God has called you victorious. Matter of fact, God's already called it done. Because God never loses. So you believe in the mission. And third, all God is waiting is for you to believe in it so much that you do it. Be like these people I gave you, you know, all I have is a little bit of oil. All I have, there's a story of a pea farmer and everything in the Bible, and he stopped the Philistines, and Samson with the bone. You might not have everything you want. If you're waiting for everything to get, I have people tell me, as soon as I get all my ducks in a row, I'm going to, mm-hmm. That's just like the third demon. You go ahead and get your ducks in a row. I'm sorry, we're burning daylight. I got things to do. And that's what the giant's counting on. Start where you are. Use what you got. Do what you can. Start where you are. Use what you got. Do what you can. Put this giant down. Put this guy, get, get rid of him. What would it look like to be free? What would it look like to be happy again? What would it look like to see your family go, I don't know, something in you's changed. You just look different. What would it be like to have Jesus so much that you're so excited that the anointing on you is just incredible and there's a night and day difference? What would it like? He would liken to the things of God. Put him down. Put him down. Shut him up. Today is action day. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?